So, hello and welcome to the end of season Linus Insider Awards. Obviously, it's been a rough couple of months with no football, but we we always said we wanted to do this at the end and and give out a number of awards and for a number of different categories. So, um, I think we'll get right into it, fellas. So, we've got eight categories. We're all going to put forward a nomination. And then from there, we're going to give you, the fans, the op- opportunity and chance to choose your winner um, based off the off the nominees we've picked. So that will be going out later today as we are recording this. And then we will all meet up again to discuss our winners in a few days' time. So with no further ado, let's get started. So best player. So this is the category that I'm taking for this one. So my first uh, nominee that I'm chucking into the hat is James Shaw. Um, I think... I think maybe an obvious one for me because I, I think he's, he's a player that I rave about and have done since we got involved. I just think if you're looking for consistency and a number of top performances, you, you're probably not looking looking much further than him. <clears throat> Consistently a 7 out of 10. And then on the odd occasion, he can make a 9 out of 10 form. So I look, at, I look back to that Tadcaster game and I think we can all agree he was electric there. So... Um, anyone, any got any qualms with with Shorty or or an happy pick with that? Uh, I think that's a good a good pick. What did, what kind uh, of what kind of everyone else think to to his performances in terms of consistency and and level he's he's produced? Yeah, it's like you said. Go on, no, I think he's uh he brings experience to the team. He's uh, obviously been around the non-league game for a while, and you can see that with his performances, he he can shift the game very easily with his performances so yeah I think that's good good pick okay Vlad here's your chance your first one chuck, chuck your name into the hat uh, personally I've gone for Craig Linfield obviously he led the Linnets in uh, goals in all competitions and uh, got a few assists as well good performances in all the competitions um, and you've got to remember he stepped in as captain when uh, Peter Wilder was out injured so uh, yeah I think I've got a um, and obviously it's going to be a category we're going to get onto looking at like best performance and stuff like that but is there any that stand out for you that kind of assert yourself that stick in your mind of, of times where he did step up and, and show the quality and leadership he brings um, well for me the most memorable game is the Tadcaster game and um, I think he did he did get a goal in that one did he get one or two he got two. He got a penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, so he got a couple of goals in uh, that one. Led by example and uh, led on the pitch was vocal as well. So I think that's the game. That's the one game that stands out for me. Um, Go on, Jack. And uh, I think I'd I think i be able to guess. I'm not sure, but I think I'd be able to guess yours. Uh, I've gone Tom McCready. Um, it, it was very close between him and Louis. Um Obviously, Louis won the one of the things, so I thought I'd try and change it up. Uh, Tom was just obviously back at Colwyn Bay now, but for the games I saw him, he was just outstanding. Um, I was, was going to ask, how good has he been for the Linus? Obviously, we've all seen his quality, but for you, kind of personally watching it, what level has he produced? Uh, he, was, he just he just ran the games. Every time I saw him, he was just... He had time on the ball, so calm, um, ability to pick a pass, could dribble past the player. Um, I think it said it all when I think when we when we signed him, Kyle spoke so highly of him, and I think he knew what sort of player they were going to get. And I don't think maybe 
people didn't recognise how good a player he was um, because everyone else was playing so well. Um, but when you kind of focused on him, and I'll come to it later, but there was one game in particular, it was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and he performed. And when he wasn't in the side, you could tell there was just a little bit missing and, and he brought that little bit extra to unlock a defence or just to dictate the tempo of games. I think more than more than fair shout. He was definitely up there for me in terms of my nominees. Come on, Mark, finish us off. Who, who's your nominee for Player of the Year? I'm going to say Ewan Murray. Uh, I think his goals have been very influential on the team this season. He's been involved in the majority of the victories. Um, I feel like he pushes the the tempo when when he's on the pitch. Um, you know, he, he's always pressing and he, he brings a positive style of play to the limits, I think. Um, but yeah, he's, he's scored some very important goals, some very good goals and been involved in many, many other goals during the season. So, Mm. We've, we've touched on this fact um, kind of before in previous podcasts obviously you've watched Chester since you, you were young and obviously you've seen kind of his development from the Chester Academy to the first team and now at the Linners has he surprised you in how well he's adapted to men's football or did you always know that he's got that personal quality to, to succeed at this level and potentially potentially beyond I think I could see it at Chester Um Obviously, he was, he was younger when he was playing in the first team of Chester, but you could see he had a bit of uh, class about him even when he was, even at his young age. But he needed time, he needed game time, and he wasn't getting that at Chester, obviously, with him being so young. Um, but now he's playing regular football, he's getting more of an opportunity, he's, he's getting more experience under his belt now, and he's, he, he's kind of fulfilling his potential that you saw from him at Chester. Mm, absolutely. Um, no, I think all four very, very good shouts for, for Linux Insiders, player of 2020-2021. So to finish that off, so my nominee is James Short, Blads is Craig Linfield, Jax is Tom McCready, and Marks is Yuan Murray. As I said, these will go out onto Twitter and obviously we'll give you, the fans, the, the chance to choose that. Um, second category, we've got best goal. So Jack, this is your designated category so you get first stab at this one I think I've gone um, I think it was the game where I might have been the only one there so you probably, lot probably don't have a clue what I'm on about but Jack Welsh is against Atherton Coles um, in typical Linux fashion we were 3-0 down at half time got played off the part first half. no not Linux fashion uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah I think um I think Linney scored the first one just after half-time. That was up there. He scored a free kick. But then like 10 minutes later, Jack Welsh, who's like 25, 30 yards out, kind of came out on the half volley and he pinged it left foot. Um, and it's gone far top corner. It was just an absolute worldy. Like I was sat there, like I couldn't do that off my right foot, never mind my weaker foot. So um, yeah, that's that's goal of the season for me. Just quickly, because I don't want kind of to stay on that topic for too long but what are your kind of thoughts on on his performances this season from what we've seen obviously we've seen him in a number of positions centre-back holding midfielder central midfielder where do you see his best position lying and and where would that be for the for, for Linux moving forward um yeah I, I've been really impressed with him I think he he's almost been unfortunate that that Tom and Louis were playing so well. Because um, I, I remember when one of the games, um, I think it might have been Northwich, 
Tom didn't play and, and Jax was in midfield and he played really well. Um, he, yeah, he was. He just he kind of ran the show. He did what mm. Louis and Tom had done for the rest of the season. I just think he was unlucky that they were playing so well. It was hard for him. Like, because he was playing well, it was just a case of those two were just above him, I think. But I'd say midfield, I think... Um, I think he's got he's really talented. He's got time on the ball, he can pass, he can defend, breaks up play. Um and yeah, I think I think he's one to hold on to and and one that can can be a good part of the spine of this Linux team going forward. And Mark, I'll come to you next because Jack's gone that. So I presume we're all vying for this goal, but I'm sure you're gonna take it. So go on then, just say it. It's uh, Crilly's goal, or as you've always questioned, was it was it a goal? Was it a shot? No, or was I'm, it a cross? I'm, or... I'm an advocate <laughs> for a goal. I had a bit of banter on Twitter saying was it a cross, but I don't honestly don't think you can look at that and argue it's not a shot because there's not there's no, no one in box. So uh, yeah, Crilly's goal versus Tadgaster. It was just well, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? Uh, overhead, out on the edge of the box, lobs the keeper. It's brilliant, yeah. And, and the kind of the importance of the game as well, obviously, we've seen, and I'm sure it's, it's something we're going to get on to talking about, but to be 2-0 down at half-time, were they 2-0 they down or 1? I no, think they were 1, one but they were playing shocking. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, a number of good performances dragged them back in, but yeah, I think absolutely, Mark, and, and that was that was um, up there for me, so absolutely great shout. And go on, Vlad. Um, I've gone for Sean O'Mahony against Sheffield FC obviously in the earlier game of the season um, just you, because you, of the were, sheer... you, were you at that game by the way? I, I was not at that game Oh, oh I sorry I was, I, so I was the only one that had gone to that game yeah go on yeah, yeah go on I do recognise the sheer importance of that goal I mean 90th minute diving header uh, to win the game 3-2 away from home obviously aesthetically not the most pleasing goal I'd say uh, we've seen better goals but Sheer importance, big moment, big player. I've got for Sean O'Mahony. And I was going to ask you then, obviously, you touched on like in terms of aesthetically pleasing goal. For you, when you're looking at a best goal, what comes more important, the actual um, how good it looks and the play, etc., or is, is it the significance to you what matters more? Um, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I mean, if you score an overhead kick, to win to win the game, that's like the perfect goal you're gonna score, right? But then if you score tapping to win the game, that's still a good goal if it's an important game. Um it's a bit of both. But I I'd say I go more for the aesthetically pleasing ones. Although I did say Sean O'Mahony now because it was such an important goal, obviously. Yeah. Um for mine, I'm gonna go same game that Mark went for, but I'm gonna go Yuan Murray's against Tadcaster. So obviously he kind of receives the ball on the edge of the box, and he, he's been such a threat throughout that game. I think that's when, when for, for me personally, I saw yeah, there's he's a player in there. So he kind of receives the ball, drops his shoulder, and just smashes it into the bottom corner. Like keeper just doesn't even move. Um, so for me, like again, a bit like Vlad touched on in terms of an important goal and, and a big game goal for me, it's that just had everything. I just loved the, the drop of the shoulder and then just to finish like um, emphatic. So, yeah, so again, all very good shout. So for our best goal of the season nominees, Jack has gone Jack Welsh, um, fittingly, against Atherton Coles. Um, Mark has taken the one we probably all wanted and gone Stuart Curley versus Tadcaster. Vlad has gone again, 
another one that we all went on to, Sean O'Mahony against Sheffield, and I have taken Yuan Murray's goal against Tadcaster. Okay, another bit of an interesting one now. We're going to go for best photo. So obviously throughout this project, we've, we've used a number of external photographers and obviously a massive shout out to them, Will Layton, TMB Sports Photography, um, and Neil Philip Florence as well, who, who have been, we couldn't have done it without them. We couldn't have produced the content and the social media. So yeah, just first of all, a big shout out for most to them and a massive thank you. Um, Vlad, this is your category, so you're going to start first. And I've said all them names, but I presume knowing you, you'll have some form of curveball or interesting one. So just hit me with it. You know me too well, man. Um, I've gone for Nick Bomer, uh taking a goal kick against Tadcaster. Obviously, the photo was taken by yours truly. Um, and it is a great classic football photo. And I think it just, it just crystallises... You know, the resilience, the calmness, the coolness of the entire team. It's just a cool photo. So I'm going for that. I think that's the first one we can probably all disagree God, with. Like, I'm saying, <laughs> I hope you get zero votes. Yeah, you, you've chosen your own photo and have a goalkeeper taking a goal kick. Literally their job. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's fair, dude. It's, it's up to you. I mean, no, it's a nice photo. Don't get me wrong. It is a nice photo. But um, Mark, you've kind of got second pick with this. Uh, I've gone for one by TMB Sports Photography. It's um, a team photo. They're all arm in arm uh, at the end of the game um, against Morpeth. It just shows like the the unity of the team and the the kind of spirit the team's got, even in defeat. Um, it, I think it's just a nice photo. It, it shows the emotion of the of the game of the, of the sport. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna go for that one. I think it's a great shot because it, even after a defeat, and obviously it's not while we were watching, especially it's not a, a situation Callum McIntyre's squad have had to face. They, they, they've not had to huddle after losses because there's barely been any. Um, so, yeah, I think a, a great shout and, uh, to see the unity that that squad had together in adversity after a tough loss. Yeah, it was, was great seeing a, a cracking photo. Um, for me, I've gone one same game. I've gone the celebration where I think it's like Linny um, and a couple of the lads can't quite recall who who's in it but celebrating the goal that actually equalized the the equalizer um obviously to go two and down against a team in the league of ball you may be thinking here we go especially after that massive long break so um to see that and the celebration and kind of the happiness to get himself back in for, for me was was my photo of the season so jack last but last last but not least uh, i wasn't going to do this but because Vlad has, I feel like I can. But, oh, um, no, we ain't got another one. Uh, no, I, I feel bad doing it. Mark, I, what's I, going I, on I here? Bad, there's, two, I, there's two of these lads here that have chosen their own photos. Where the, yeah, where you the go. All about ego, innit? Like you said, yeah, shout out to the, to the people that we've got the photos off. Obviously, Will and Neil and TMB as well. But, yeah, I've gone for mine. Uh, I think it was against 1874 Northwich in the friendly. It's just of Cal and Mike in the dugout. Um, I think there's the clubhouse in the background and the sunset or in the background. Yeah, I just I just kind of embodies their relationship and how close they are and, and the environment that they've kind of set up at the club. So, yeah. That was a contender for me, to be fair. Like, yeah. I, I, that's justified on my blads. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Jack, how kind of, as a, almost a bit of an outsider that's kind of turned into an insider in the club, 
um, how nice has it been to see their working relationship on, on kind of a weekly basis, sometimes two or three times a week, and and how well they literally bounce with each other. I know for me personally, it's been it's been so funny and so um, entertaining, but also th- their knowledge and love of football is, is admirable for me. So how have you kind of viewed that? Yeah, definitely the same. I think it was kind of the first. I think Tadcaster was the first game we spoke to Cal afterwards and he was so welcome and he obviously he doesn't have to do that and um, he spoke to us for about 20 minutes at the end of the game not about the game just about us what we were doing and um, and then yeah as as you get further into the project you become more comfortable and then you kind of see those conversations like after the games we've been sat in the, their office with, with Mike and Cal just chatting about the game and about other stuff and yeah, I think it's a credit to them and um, they've been really successful, which I think I'll probably get onto a bit later on. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a credit to them to, to what they've done so far. Okay, so for Best Photo nominees, we've got Vlad showing a lot of humility going for his own photo of Nick Bulmer against Tadcaster. Mark has gone for the team unity photo after the loss to Morpeth. I've taken the celebration of the equaliser against Morpeth. And Jack has taken a, a leaf out of, uh, of Vlad's book and gone his own photo. But I think more more relevant one, Jack, um, a nice sunset one of, of Mike and, and Cal. So, yeah, again, boys, all very good contenders and all would be admirable winners. Um, kind of sticking with you again, Jack, we're going to move on to best game now. Um, and this, I think this is going to be an interesting one. I think that there's probably, again, one or two that we're all vying for, um, but I'm sure... Sure, somewhere there'll be some curveball. So go on, Jack, take it away with you. Yeah. So uh, I took one that I think again, I was one, it was Boxing Day against Prescott. Um, we lost to Witness the week before, which me and you were at, and it was just one of those days things didn't click, and it was the first time we'd seen that. Um, and then Prescott were doing well, a tough place to go, and we played them off the park for 90 minutes. Um, I think we were missing a couple through injury and I think one or two of the lads picked up injuries through the game um, but carried on playing. I think Brookie did his toe or something and I don't know, There was, but it was just such a really good performance from what they'd done the week before. Um, Prescott didn't have a sniff. Uh, it could have been three or four, but it was just so comfortable, so calm um, and yeah, that was... That sticks, and obviously it was the last game we played, so that kind of sticks in my mind as as the best game. Yeah, mm. yeah, fair shout. I think, like you said, after a difficult loss to witness, to, to bounce back and, and grind out a win in, in that manner was, yeah, was really was really pleasing. Um, Mark, you've kind of got the second pick again, lucky boy, and I'm and I'm sure I can guess what you're going for this one. Yeah, it's got to be the Tadcast game. I know we mentioned it a lot, but it was just. I'll mention it uh, in one of the other picks I've got later on, but um, from what the performance was in the first half to the second half, like, I don't know, it's just the way they played in that second half, the spirit, the crowd, everything about it, Just it just felt like a, a proper exciting game. And uh, the goals as well made it a very good game. And um, I think it was the start of the real push as well. So uh, I'm going to go with the Tadcast game. And that's kind of the, the obviously a big game for us as a group because it's our first one that we 
ball did and that we were all there for. And after that performance in the first half, going in one nil down, what are you kind of thinking? Like, are you a bit thinking, what have we got ourselves in for here? Yeah, I thought maybe maybe in the first few games we were playing the lower teams and Tadcaster were maybe one of the better teams in the league. But um, obviously they had, they had some brilliant players. They, they were a good team, but the second half of the Linux showed what the Linux are actually about. And uh, yeah, it was a brilliant game. Hmm. Um, Vlad, you've got third pick for this. Um, take it away. Um, I've gone for the two-all draw against Morpeth Town. Obviously, finished uh, with a penalty shootout, which the Linux lost. But um, I thought to go down 2-0 to some silly mistakes and then come back in the second half, um, I think that was in the FA Trophy as well because that's why we went to a, a penalty shootout. Um, it really, you know, exemplified what the Linux were about. Um, it was an exciting game. Obviously, a bit sloppy, but that those those games do happen. Um, and everyone everyone loves a penalty shootout. Obviously, I wish that they won it, but uh, it was still exciting. The most exciting game for me. Hmm. And yeah. obviously, after a, a big break, right, that, that we had, obviously, multiple lockdowns, lack of fixtures, to come into that game of magnitude, the first one in the Linus's history to get to that round against a team who were doing decent in the league above, and obviously, as you said, to go down um, and then to come back in, for you kind of view, viewing that and watching that, was that kind of a signal and exemplified what that Linus team was about? Yeah, um, it was an impressive performance, but I didn't expect anything else from uh, these Linux. I mean, they've shown it before that, that they can do it, they can come back and win games. Obviously, they didn't win that one, but they put up a good fight against a team that was in the upper division, like you said. Um, So, yeah, I think it was a statement game, a really exciting game. So, that's why I've gone for that. Okay. Um, Finish us off. I'm going to go with a game that we actually didn't, cover because we'd not started them but I still kind of feel like I'm, I'm obliged to bring it in it's the brick house draw away um to score two goals in the 90th minute to get a, to get a draw literally this is the definition of grabbing victory from the jaws of defeat that like in terms of not victory in terms of the three points but to come away with that when you're three one down in ninth minute it's just amazing. And obviously there's not much more I can say about it because I weren't there, weren't watching it, but looking back at, and reading the stuff about it, it's just an, an incredible game um, and one that I feel has, has to be in there. So for our nominees for best game of the 2020-2021 season, Jack has gone with the 1-0 victory away at Prescott on Boxing Day. Uh, Mark, lucky boy, has got the, the Tadcaster win at home at 4-2. Vlad has got the Morpeth 2 all draw, which obviously eventually uh, resulted in a loss of penalty shootout. And I've taken the 3 all draw um, away at Brighouse. Um, okay, moving on again, we are going to go to best moment. Um, Vlad, this is your category, so take it away with your best moment of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was said in the best game, but um, it is the comeback against Tadcaster for me. I mean, the way they played in the first half, I'm going to call a spade a spade. They were terrible in the first half. Eric Osuisa was out there looking like prime Ricardo Quaresma. Like, I, I think you, know, you love that. Well. Yeah, you've, you've notified him as your player to watch. That's, I think yeah. that's the proudest moment that he's gone and ripped up in the first <laughs> half. I mean, that, that first goal, you know, we're all watching it and thinking, what level is this guy playing at? 
yeah, he was a different level. And um, I think Tascar just started off the better team, obviously dominated the first half. But then I think the Linux came back like a fresh team, a new team, uh, rejuvenated after halftime and obviously played them off the park 4-1 in the second half. Uh, and some, some great goals, though, especially the one from Mo Stuart really. So I think that comeback, I mean, you know, um, the current trend that's uh, going around right now, you had to be there. I you feel that that exemplifies. Yeah. You had to be there to know what it was like. It was, it was the best moment, for sure. Absolutely. I think, like you said, you did have to be there to, to know how how that felt in that stadium. Like it was, obviously, Nonley is sometimes kind of criticised for some, sometimes a lack of atmosphere, but that place was buzzing there. And for us there to be our first game, I'm sure speaking for all of us, it, it was just class that. Um, Jack, I'm going to come to you for your best moment. Uh, yeah, mine's similar to a best game, really, but it's kind of the post-match against Prescott, kind of the full-time. Um, yeah, yeah, you could see what it meant to the players and to Carl. And, and when I spoke to him after, I think there's a, during the pre-match, there's just a, him with a massive smile on his face after the game. Just, And I don't want to say relief, but kind of similar to what I mentioned before about the performance against Widness and, and then a week later, how well they played. And um, yeah, all the lads were on the pitch, all the coaching staff were on the pitch and, you could, and then it kind of emphasises again the the culture that they've created and the identity that they've got. That it just meant so much to to all of them. And the music was blasting the changing rooms after the game, and it just felt like a proper proper win. Um, so yeah, that moment after the game was uh, was nice. Yeah, yeah, fair shout. Um, for me, my best moment um, is one that I was there for, and Vlad nicked my other one. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my ability to now have this. Um, Sean O'Mahony's winner against Sheffield. Honestly, like I, I'm there. Obviously, watching it's the first time I've met any of these guys. Met Sam, Carl, any of the players. I've got no affiliation to this club. When Sean O'Mahony scores that loop header, I'm going crazy. Honestly, Liverpool have just lost or whatever they did against Everton that that day. I'm going crazy. That Runcorn Linux, a team I'd never heard of three two months ago. And now, uh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. And everything in that game, again, it's kind of, it was a setting stone for what we went to see the season, the coming back from from 1-0 down, overcoming adversity and just getting a, a massive win. And, and what a goal, what a goal to win a game. You couldn't have, you couldn't have wrote it any better. So that is, that's my shaft best moment. Um, Mark, I feel like you've got the, the, the short end of the stick a bit here, but I'm sure you'll still give us a good one for yours. Um, for me, it's the making it to the first round proper, the FA Trophy. It's the furthest uh, the Lynx has obviously made it in the FA Trophy. And there's, there's something special about the FA Trophy because with the FA Cup, it, it's always fun for non-league teams to play in the FA Cup. But you know the chances are very, very slim of even making it to the later rounds. You know, like Marine did this season. Um, but with the FA Trophy, there is that big hope you can make it to Wembley and, and win a big competition. And then for the Linux to, you know, batter Pickering to get into that first round proper for the first time in their history, it was it was something special. It was very exciting. Even even us were there thinking, what if what if we get to Wem- get to go to Wembley as part of the Linux? You know, it, it was brilliant. No, I think like you said, it was it was a great kind of dream that we all kind of had. Team, well, come, if we get to Wembley, us in the press box, like covering the Linux, salmon sandwiches, yeah, just like, Wembley, yeah. But, <laughs> I think, like you said, Mark, it was such a 
a big thing for the club. I see in the new form of the Linux, it is the first they've gotten. And to get that in, in what is what was a crazy season, yeah, great shout. Um, so for best moment, Vlad has gone with the comeback victory against Tadcaster. Um, Jack has gone for the, the full-time aftermath of the gate of the win away at Prescott on Boxing Day. I've taken Sean O'Mahony's winner away at Sheffield in the FA Trophy, and Mark has taken getting to the FA Trophy first round proper. Um, Okay, again, we'll move on to our next category, which is biggest surprise. Mark, sticking with you, this is yours. So, so hit us with one, and and once again, I can kind of guess what what we're going to be going for. Yeah, we're starting to sound a bit repetitive, but you know, it, it's it was a brilliant game. Is the Tadcaster comeback was the biggest surprise because, as we have already mentioned, it was such a surprise the performance in the second half because of how bad they were in the first half. Like it was like they. It was a completely different team that came onto the pitch in the second half. Um, they just didn't seem to wake up in the first half. And then the second half, they will go literally from the first whistle for half-time, um, for the second half, sorry. They were literally a completely different team. And we were kind of there like, well, what's going on here? We, this, is, this isn't the team that was playing in the first half. It, they just went all guns blazing from uh, the 46th minute. So, yeah, that definitely that. Great shout, and and I think we've spoken about that to death so far. So I'm not going to kind of get to expand on that because I think it's probably all been said. But um, Jack, you can go next. So kind of, what is your biggest surprise for, for this season that, that we've seen? Um, I want this to come across in the best way possible, but it's how well Cal, Mike, Colin, all the rest of the staff have done. Um, like, yeah, I think. We what we went was it thirteen games unbeaten they were or in in ninety minutes I think I think Possibly yeah well, until mid December until Widnes did not lost a game in ninety right. minutes season so yeah. to go from August to December without losing a game in ninety minutes ridiculous like and and I think it's well it's one of those ones where it kind of became normal for us like we went to a game thinking oh well we're not going to lose and I, I remember kind of being I think. In one of the games, I think we were we were losing at half time, and I thought oh, I don't really want to speak to Carl after a loss because I don't know how he'll react. But then it never came to that, um, and I just think that as I kind of mentioned before, like it's there. They're only they're twenty seven. Him and Mike, like the, there's players in the team that are almost three or four, five years older than them, um, and just the the culture they've set up. You can tell the lads want to play. For each other, uh, the environment, like when we go to training sessions, you just be, you'd be sat there trying to either take a photo or get a recording, and you just be giggling at, at stuff that Cal or Mike or Brookie or someone like that is saying. Just it was just really enjoyable to be there, and I think that they deserve credit um, for what they've set up and how well they've done. Because um, I don't think anyone would have expected them to. There was there was probably a lot of people that thought it was a not a dodgy appointment, but question Cal coming in and he's answered those questions, answered those critics emphatically. So I think those two deserve credit, yeah. Hmm. Really, yeah, really good point. Um, I think you answered everything that you could kind of want to put forward for an argument. So fair dues for that. Vlad, I'm, I'm worried, right, that you've not given me <laughs> something of a curveball, of a sarcastic or a weird answer, right? 
And I, the I biggest surprise answer. provides you with the chance to do that, right? If you're never going to do it, do it now. Yep. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I'm going to throw a curve at you. Uh, I'm going to go for the pitch at the mill bank. I mean, I don't know about you, but when, when I'm thinking eighth tier, you know, pitches, I'm thinking muddy, dirty, not to the best standards, but uh, I don't know what it is. The groundsman at Millbank is just amazing. Pitch. You are obsessed just, with that pitch. It, it literally is a carpet. In fact, in fact, I think the UK government should advertise it as a cultural trip. You should go to the Millbank for a cultural trip. It is just that good. It's just groundsman. To be fair, Glasgow, good point. Um, it 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 show it shows the way Linux are going and the future of the club because they were chosen to be one of the ones that test this hybrid pitch. And it, it's been, from what I've seen anyway, and being actually stood on the pitch on a very rainy day on that training session, yeah. uh, the pitch held up even for training. So it was well, a testament to as well. Like you kind of spot on with it, Mark, because for for the brand of football that Carl, Mikey, and Colin and all the staff have wanted to implement in this football club, it's it's fast paced. Um, passing, keeping the ball, possession football, they want to dominate. And you can't do that, as Vlad said, on a boggy Sunday league pitch. You just can't do it because you, you won't be able to. So on, on mm. the carpet that they have got at the Millbank, everything's set up to do it. And I think an interesting thing Kyle's spoken about um, during his kind of talks with us and with other people is that on a surface like that, they don't have any excuses to not play football. You can't blame a bobble on that pitch because there aren't bobbles. They don't have a bobble on that pitch. So if, if you miss a sitter, a bobble didn't happen because as Vlad said, that pitch is, is immaculate for the level. And as Vlad said, again, this is like the eighth, eighth ninth tier of football we're, we're operating at and they've got a pitch that good. So yeah, I think... Go on, Vlad, I'll give you a fair dues for that. Um, for, my, for, me, for me and my biggest surprise this year, uh, put a bit of a downer on it, but I'm, I'm going to go the, the witness performance because although I, I get it that teams can have off days and, and off games and, and after the season that Cal and his staff and his team had, you can't argue against them having that, but... Me and Jack both went to that game, 19th of December, freezing cold, nearly Christmas, and it was shocking. It, it was shocking. If I'm, if, as Vlad said, if I'm calling a spade a spade, it was shocking. Um, and Jack will back, back me up 100% with that. Just lacklustre, I don't know what it was. But, yeah, for me, that witness game, the sloppy performance, poor result against your rivals. Me and Jack had the ultras behind the goal, giving it the bigger when they scored. Uh-huh. So yeah, for, for me, witness fans. Biggest surprise is just that that performance and loss to witness. Yeah. Um, that perfect for that result for for that um, category. So for the biggest surprise, Mark has gone with the Tadcaster comeback. Um, Jack has gone with how well Carl and his staff have done in, in in performing and showing their their qualities. Vlad has gone for the pitch. Um, and I've gone for the sloppy performance slash result against Widness. Okay, we will move on to our next category now, which is going to be the best individual performance of the 2020-2021 season for Runcorn Linux. Mark, this is your category, so you get to go first, of course. So hit us with your nominee. I'm going to go with Ewan Murray versus Pickering. You got two goals, an assist, and... 
he won a penalty for the team as well, and um, it sparked your famous tweet of the holding up Sir Ewan Moria. Um, there was a lot of buzz about him after the game. He got a lot of um, attention after that, and yeah, it was it was an outstanding performance. You can't you can't go wrong with two goals and assists. So. Am I right thinking that, that is the game where um, and shout out the Linux Live Radio is that the game they were going to award it to Louis Hayes? Am yeah, you, you changed uh, And then I think me and Vlad were in comments saying I'll give it to Yuan, and then Sam yeah. Sam come to his senses and, and obviously giving it to the right person. But now I think if we're talking about an individual performance, Mark, two goals and assist and win the penalty. To, to be involved in all four goals, like, yeah, you can't have much more than the that. Bruno Fernandez of the limits. Uh, well, his, his levels above that, mate. So, um, and stats speak for themselves. I'd stats speak for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Unlike yeah, you, well, um, bet no, but in all seriousness, Mark, great shout, bet, and you can't really argue with it. There's not much more you can say. Um, Vlad, you get second pick, so hit us up with yours. Uh, I'm going to go for James Short against Tadcaster. Uh, I thought that he was at his usual best and then some. Obviously, second half, when he switched um, positions with Ali Brown, locked up Eric Sousa, put him in jail, didn't let him get out of there. Uh, he wasn't effective at all in the second half. And I think that's mainly because of James Short. And obviously, Eric Sousa was the main danger player. So if you got him locked up, then they're not going to do anything. I think he, he kind of um, sparked... Um, second half, uh, putting some good crosses as well, done well offensively, done well defensively. So, uh, I'm gonna go for James Short. I can actually look, uh, looking back to that, I can remember asking you, I think I'm sure I was asking you or Jack or I might even one of you three. I was asking, I asked someone why, why on earth he changed wings because in that first half routine, and like, no disrespect to Ali Brown. But he had him. He had him on toast. Eric Asus in that first mm. half, and like I said, no disrespect because he'd have me on toast twice over. Um, but he had Ali. He had Ali Brown on skates in that first in that first half. So I don't know for the life of me why he changed over. Um, Vlad, obviously, he's your key man. Why is why is he switching wings? Well, Susa was on the on the left, right? Yeah, he was on the left oh. of the first half, and then he switched to the right wing. Obviously, marked by James Short. Well, I think I think that um, James Short and Ali Brown kind of switched wings as well. So then it was like trying to overcompensate. I, I don't really know. Um, I mean, you got asked the Tadcaster manager, but I'm just going for James Short, and it's uh, undeniable. His performance yeah. was great. Uh, look, I can't can't argue with it. Um, Jack, you get third pick. So yeah, I feel like mine are quite repetitive, and and they're in games which. You boys weren't there, so it's a bit boring that you can't talk about it. But uh, kind of continuing on the Prescott and Tom McCready uh, fan train, uh, it's it's that game. He was just, I think I put after the game, was he was just a wizard. Like, genuinely, he was so good. He kind of sat there and, like, every time he got the ball, you just, you kind of sat on the edge of your seat thinking he's going to do something. Um, there was like one passenger player, I think he flipped the ball over someone's head and then like knocked it past another one and like pinged the cross crossfield ball over to Stuart or Linney on the right hand side. And you sat there like, How how has he done that? He just ran the show from the first minute to the ninety plus and yeah, I was just sat do, there. Do you like, think we kind of maybe 
maybe didn't appreciate how lucky we were to have him and, and a player of that quality for, for, I know what was not a long period of time, but we had him for a couple of months. And as you said, numerous occasions, he showed quality. Do you think we maybe didn't appreciate what was there while we had it? Yeah, I think so. I think, because um, obviously he, he went off injured in the first game, didn't he? The Tadcaster one. Yeah. Um, and he showed, he showed, Bits there, but didn't quite get into the game because Tadcaster were probably the better team first half. And then he missed a couple and then it's obviously it takes a while to get back and he showed glimpses, but kind of other people were doing the business in terms of obviously Hazy alongside him and, and the lads up front. But yeah, when you kind of just watch him uh, and that's kind of what I did in that last game because he just, yeah, he was just superb. Like he had so much time. It was just, People couldn't get near him. Uh, like the, he ran the the cable midfielders ragged. They just couldn't couldn't get a sniff on him. Um, and yeah, I think it's a shame that he's gone. And I mean, fingers crossed. As a as now, I think we're lifelong Linnet fans. Hopefully, he'll be he'll be back at the Millbank mm. sometime in the future. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, yeah, spot on. We he's just a class. He's just a class act and, and a great guy off the field as well. Um, for me, I'm going to throw Craig Linfield's performance against, again, Tadcaster um, into the mix. But I just think if you ever need one to stand up and grab the game by the scruff of a neck, which is, is what it was, obviously a skipper for that night with, with Peter Wiley being out, scores a pen, scores another goal and, and just dominates that game. He literally, he's grabbed that game by the scruff of the neck and he dragged the Lynch back into it. And as a as a captain and a leader in that in that scenario, you, you can't ask much more. Um, for me, it was it was an unbelievable individual performance. And although he's he's got unbelievable quality, Lenny, we probably don't appreciate him enough when you've got all these like like flair players, McCready, Yuan, Crilly. But in terms of a an absolute non-league legend to some extent, like he, he bring what he brings is is phenomenal. Yeah. So so I'm putting Craig Linfield against Tadcaster. So to round that up for the best individual performance of the season, Mark has gone for Yuan Murray against Pickering. Um, Vlad has gone James Shaw against Tadcaster and AKA Eric Sousa. Um, Jack has gone for McCready against Prescott Cables on Boxing Day. And I've gone for Craig Linfield's um, individual performance against Tadcaster. Um, final category, fellas. So it's going to be young player of the season. Um, so this is my one, so I get first dibs. Feels like eight, feels like ages since I I had it. So straight away, I'm taking it. I'm getting I'm getting it in the bank. Louis Hayes. What what more do I really need to say than than Mister Runcorn Linnets player of 2020? Um, I mean, I know it's to some extent it doesn't seem like a, a big award, and obviously it's only for a, a university project and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but I think it shows the impact he's had on that fan base and they're the ones that voted for him and deservedly so. And just the, a bit like McCready Jack in terms of, I think one of the biggest positives you can look at Louis Hayes is that he's kept Jack Welsh out of the team. Jack Welsh is a very, very good footballer and to keep him out and be the, the guy that everyone talks about in the center of the park, nine, nine times out of 10, consistently incredible probably as he as he said i think he said to to vlad on a couple of occasions he wants to add a few more goals to his to his game 
But in terms of performance and consistency, exceptional, exceptional talent. And I'm sure he will go on to do very big things. Um, and Jack, I do come to you second. You've got second pick at it. So who is yours going to be? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options to pick from when it seems like half more than half the team are all young lads but I've gone um, I've gone Alex Downs um, I think from the games that I saw him because he obviously he didn't he wasn't there at the start and then he joined a little bit later and obviously Sean he kind of it came at the same time as Sean going um, that Alex kind of stepped up and there was maybe a bit of worry obviously Sean fantastic player and that was a big loss but it didn't seem to affect the team because of how Alex played. Um, obviously, he can play anywhere in the back four. Cal kind of mainly played him at centre-back. And the games that I saw, obviously, the the Morpeth game, I thought it was very good. Um, the two friendlies, obviously, Widness is kind of an exception. And then Prescott as well. Like, he was just so solid. Um, like, yeah, he just shored of that defence alongside, whether it was Pete when he was back or or Scott Lysett as well. Um, he just, yeah, just really kind of classy player. He, he had pace to on the recovery. He won headers. He won his first duels. Um, and he could pass. He could play out from the back. Uh, he was just kind of a perfect centre-back for for the Linnets and the way that Carl wants to play. Obviously, he worked with him previously, as he mentioned. And I think he's another one that's a bit of a, a, bit of a loss to the Linnets because I think he was really starting to put some form together and, and look like a quality centre-back um, so yeah I've gone I've gone Alex Downs Again another great shout and one that you can't simply can't argue with and I think as much as anything that's, that says all you need to you can't you can't argue against that shout so um, Vlad you get third pick um, I think in now in my head it's probably one of two I mean this was an easy choice for me it's you and Murray uh, the guy's smooth like Tennessee whiskey like he's flashy Makes the game exciting, makes the game pop. You know, he's the kind of player that makes you fall in love with football. You know what I mean? So, you are, you're um, a big, you're a big advocate of the Ewan Murray fan club, aren't you? You are, you're a big. Thank you, Ewan. Yeah, I've made isn't it? I've got the pom poms for the Ewan Murray club. Um, but I think he he gets the job done as well. I mean, he's not just flash; he gets assists, goals, uh, big big plays from him all the time. Um, and I think he's a bit. Although he's undersized, obviously, and like not the most physically capable, he's he's a gritty player. Like he does get stuck into tackles, like, and that's what you kind of want from a from a young player, in my opinion. You want him to show you his brilliance, but obviously you want him to be a bit tough as well to have thick skin and to you know get stuck in for you and uh, fight for your team. So, uh, yeah, easy easy choice for me, you and Murray. Go on then, Mark. Finishes off. I'm going to shine the light on someone who I don't think he's got. Um, I don't think he's been nominated yet, but um, I think he, he's been an influential player this season. That's Stuart Crilly. Um yeah. I think he's been involved in a lot of goals this season, uh, a lot of chances. He, he, he creates a lot of chances. He just seems to be in the right places at the right time. And he's had a lot of close shaves, uh, you know, like close shots and some, some incredible shots that I've just, just about missed. And uh, of course, the goal against Tad Caster was brilliant and for for his age, I think he's a very mature player, and um, he's got a lot, a lot of potential. And as a Chester fan, it's exciting, you know. Obviously, with him being on loan from Chester, um, same that's the same with Louis. But yeah, I think Crilly hasn't got the credit he deserves this season. 
Um, then yeah, I'm I'm excited. As why, might, why, might that be, why might that be? Do you think? Do you think he just goes under the radar in terms of performances? Do you think he? Do you think it would be fair to say he's not talked about enough? Um, I think it's because of what I just said. He, he's had a lot of close, um, like he's been close to scoring a goal, and he, he'll do an amazing assist, and then you know the player will just miss it. And I, I don't know. I think he's been in the right place at the right time, but it just hasn't gone his way. So um, I don't think he's got the credit that, like Ewan and Louis have got and you know Linfield have got because he hasn't scored as many goals, but he's been involved in just as many chances as all those players. Yeah. Uh, think again, once again, four, four really good um, shouts and, and that kind of finishes off. So for the young player of the season, I've gone for nominee Louis Hayes. Jack has put forward Alex Downs. Vlad has gone Ewan Murray and Mark has gone for Stuart Crilly. I think fellas, very, very good picks. And I think for all the categories, I don't think there's many, maybe, well, not even Vlad's pitch one, you can argue with. So I think for, for all of them, um, some very good shouts. And I, I wouldn't have any any issue with any of them for any category winning. I think they've all been all been great shouts. And um, so that does conclude our nominees for the Runcorn Linux, Linux Insider um, end of season awards for 2020, 2021. Um, as I said, we're going to put out the options on Twitter for you, the fans to vote on. Um, and then we'll go from there. We'll reconvene when we get a winner in probably two or three days time. Um, and then we'll chat through them all again. So for now, from us, it's goodbye and get voting. <laughs>